Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 20th of February. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3-800-747-3733. Any kind of accident you're involved in, it wasn't your fault. You deserve to be compensated. I send you to the title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, So glad to have you guys here with us to, well, not start the week. It's Tuesday. Yesterday was President's Day. I, I didn't take off yesterday because it was President's Day. So I had an action-packed weekend. Here's what happened. By the way, obviously there's no more football, but Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs. That includes pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. (laughs) Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, the game starts here. So, I didn't take off yesterday because of President's Day. And you guys know, normally, even with holidays, I I don't take off. Like, why not? Pump out a show. Let's do it. Come on now. But my son, so I worked all throughout the weekend. Which, by the way, because, you know, I'm on ESPN Radio. So, I do, I do almost every Saturday and Sunday. And also a couple days during the week. Like, tonight... I'm all with my girl Amber Wilson, all right? So, 7 to 10 p.m., please listen tonight, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, or locally ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm. I'm all with the top girl Amber Wilson tonight, ESPN Radio. So, I'm on a lot, obviously. I'm on, I'm on sometimes during the week, usually one or two days during the week, and almost always Saturday and Sunday. As a result, by the way, because I'm on so often, it's not like, oh, the weekends here, we don't work. 
I I have officially begun to lose track of days. I can't tell apart Saturday from Sunday, Friday from Saturday. Like, I was thinking the other day, it was like a day or two ago, what did I do yesterday? What day was yesterday? I couldn't remember what day it was yesterday because I don't have as defined weekdays and weekends anymore. And I'm losing, the days are starting to mesh together. Now, that's not why I didn't do a show yesterday. I didn't do a show yesterday because my son, my my older son, Corey, who, who we know is a goalie for uh, 2009 Boys Weston Select U15, they had the Weston Cup this weekend. And I didn't get to go to the game on Saturday. I missed the games on Sunday as well because I was working. So his team did great. They got through the bracket. They actually ended up being the wild cards. They made it to the semifinals through the Weston Cup, leading to uh, them playing on Monday, where there's a semifinal in the afternoon, 12.30 yesterday. There's a semifinal in the afternoon, and if they win that, they go to the finals. So I had soccer. They did not win the tournament. So I had soccer all day yesterday. I, It was a wacky day. I, I couldn't. I hosted Driving the Line in the morning, youtube.com slash at Driving Line. It's your sports betting brand of record, so go check that out. Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell. I'm on with those guys every Monday. I also make guest appearances otherwise throughout the week, and I filled in and hosted because Coach was out doing the PGA Tour yesterday. So between doing Driving the Line, then I had to go to the soccer fields with my son. I, I, just, I couldn't find the moment to record the show yesterday, and because it was a holiday, I was like, all right, let's... We'll take it off, all right? And we'll be back at it on Tuesday. So I apologize for you guys who are looking for... You're the best. I apologize you are looking for Zaslow Show 2.0. You didn't get it yesterday. But look, I, I got a lot to say as far as the All-Star goes. Now, we've been starting shows with little update on what happened last night. No NBA as far as the college hoops go. Number two, Houston beats Iowa State. Number six, Iowa State. Great game last night. 73-65. That was one of my plays yesterday on Driving the Line. Iowa State, plus eight and a half. They cover. So there you go. Houston wins by eight. That's really the only thing of note that took place last night. Otherwise, we do have your Florida Panthers back in action tonight. So the Panthers, they have Ottawa tonight. They come off, the Panthers have won 11 in a row. Six team ever in NHL history to do that. 11 in a row on the road. This is a Stanley Cup team. It is. Like I was asked last week in mailbag, what's the expectation for the Panthers this year? What should the go- The expectation is win the Stanley Cup. That This team has arrived. We're in the golden era of Florida Panthers hockey. We've never had a stretch like this. And with that comes this expectation. They got to the Stanley Cup final last year. Now it's time to win it. And this is clearly... A Stanley Cup team. You see the way they perform now. 11 straight wins on the road. The way that they performed in the playoffs last year was is exactly how they have performed so far this regular season. It took them all of last year to adapt to Paul Maurice's style. I was dead wrong about Paul Maurice. I'm so glad I was dead wrong. That's my dog. Sergei Bobrovsky, that's my dog too. And now... The offense, Reinhardt, even Kachuk, who's gotten going, Barkov, so many assists for Hagee, this team, and defensively, they're they're better defensively than they are offensively. This is a Stanley Cup team. 
I'm so excited to get to the playoffs again. And seeing what happened this past weekend, 11th straight win on the road, and it was at the Lightning. 9-2, took that ass on Saturday night. That's right. The Panthers, they give up a goal the first 25 seconds into the game. They're down 1-0. As it turns out, the Lightning bookended the game with goals. First goal of the game, last goal of the game. The Panthers in between scored nine unanswered goals. Kicked the shit out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I hate them so much, and we embarrass them. And the Lightning, while I don't know if the Lightning are great this year, they're still pretty good. And also to that effect, they had won 10 in a row. At home. So the Panthers went in there, took that ass. We own you, Vasilevsky. And the idea of, you know, when the when the playoffs roll around, do we want to play the Lightning in the playoffs? The answer to that is yes. I want to end the Lightning season. It feels like the way to win the Stanley Cup. We have to exercise that demon as well. They got to the Stanley Cup finals last year without having to face the Lightning. But the Lightning beat us the previous two years. Uh, In 2022, they kicked our ass in the second round. In 2021, phenomenal series lost in six games. I want the Lightning in the worst way this postseason. And right now, the Panthers, number one in the Eastern Conference. Number Number one seed in the entire East. Obviously, number one in the Atlantic Division. That was beautiful to watch on Saturday. And... Tonight, tonight's a big one. Why is tonight a big one? They're facing Ottawa. Who cares? Ottawa's the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Who cares about facing the Senators tonight at Ameren Bank Arena? You'll remember the last time these teams played, it was in Ottawa a couple months ago, that was the game with all the brawls. The Kachuk brothers, Brady Kachuk, his captain of the Ottawa Senators, Now, they don't fight each other. They promised their mother they'll never fight each other. That's a true story. You had all the brawls that game where you had players getting thrown out left and right. You looked at the Panther bench at one point late in the game. They had like five guys sitting on the bench. It was a joke. Well, tonight, if you're thinking about going to the Panther game. Now, I'm working tonight. Otherwise, I would go. If you're thinking about going to the Panther game tonight, you better get your ass on SeatGeek. You know I'm the Ticket Ninja. You can find the good prices there. If you need a little help, you can send me a DM. Ladies, DMs are always open for you. But you could send me a DM if you want to know some advice from the Ticket Ninja. You better get your ass that Panther game tonight. It's going to be a slugfest. We're going to kick the shit out of them. And we're going to kick the shit out of them on the ice. And we're going to beat the shit out of them with our fists. That's what's going to happen tonight. Panthers and centers. You know what I'm talking about. So, as you can tell... I'm obviously very fired up over the Panthers right now, and deservedly so. Now, before I get to what I'm also fired up, let me tell you how we're going to enjoy tonight after I get off the air with Amber Wilson, top girl. I'm going to sit on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Maybe I'll catch up on some of my stories. I don't know. I did watch all of Monday Night Raw. Great episode last night. But I'm going to enjoy a little moment to myself on the Zaslow Mansion family room couch with an ice-cold Johnny Cuba in my hand. You know how we do here in the Zaslow Mansion? Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. That's right, European roots with that Caribbean soul. 
a refreshing German lager in a can. You know what I'm talking about. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. I love when you guys try Johnny Cuba for the first time and you send me either a picture or video. You crack it open for the very first time. Make sure it's good pour. No foam. That's amateur hour. Come on. And then you send it to me. I post it on Instagram. I'm an influencer. So then you become famous and everyone sees Johnny Cuba. My man Juan, he loves when he sees that. So if you're cracking open a Johnny for the very first time, send me on over a picture on Instagram. We'll post it and everyone becomes best friends. Johnny Cuba, make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. So... Let's get to what everybody wants to hear about. And it's been the conversation for really the last few days. NBA All-Star Weekend. Let's start with the good. All-Star Saturday night, overall, very good. I really enjoyed the skills competition. Uh, I liked the LED floor. I always like those type of wacky games with... You know, the dribbling, the bouncing the ball through the hoop. I like the windmill that was spinning around to distract them from shooting the three-pointer in the corner. <coughs> I, I like, when we're doing a competition, there's a timer, it's team, it's, uh, I like that stuff. I dug the skills competition. You had a Pacers team, you had a number one overall picks team, Anthony Edwards was shooting the three with the left hand. You know what, I can't even get on him about that because it, it's, it's, it's a skills competition. It's supposed to be fun. If that's you want the opportunity to show everybody, hey, you can make jumpers with the left, left hand, although he hit the backboard on two of them, the side of the backboard, go ahead. That's the time to do it. You want to show everybody how skilled you are in a skills competition, shoot with the left hand, I can't get on you for that. And then you also had, a te- you had the Pacers team, you had a number one overall pick team, and, and then you had an all-star team. All right, the Pacers team won. Which is cool. It was uh, it was Matherin and Halliburton and Miles Turner. So, I like the skills competition. Then we get to the three-point shootout. The three-point shootout is always great. Matter of fact, it should always go on last. Because you're going to end on a high note. No matter what. Three-point shootout's always great. It's always a display of incredible ability. Incredible skill. That's always going to be good. Damian Lillard wins for the second year in a row. Then after that, and I do like how they spiced it up over the last few years where they added the starry ball, where it's way behind the line. That's worth three points. I like how you gotta, you could choose where to put the money ball rack. That's all worth two points apiece. All three-point shootouts, always money. And then you had what I think was the event everyone was looking forward to most. Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu. This, it was great. And I was down on it originally because I felt like it was a no-win situation for Ionescu. Shooting from the men's line was the right move. You got to do that. She was shooting with a women's ball. It is what it is. But I didn't think there was any real kind of blowback as far as, you know, Steph Curry won. There was, oh, see, a woman can't beat a man. She had a great performance. She scored 26. And that's why it was so odd when Kenny Smith was given the commentary on the call that she should have shot from the women's line. Well, no, she shouldn't have shot from the women's line. Like, why doesn't she then just shoot free throws? It's a a three-point contest. You have to shoot from the same line. Why doesn't she just shoot layups then? 
while Steph Curry shoots from the three-point line. They have to shoot from the same line. You want her to shoot from the ball she's normally accustomed to? Fine, I could look past that. But they have to shoot from the same line. So that was an excellent job by Sabrina Ionescu doing that. And for Kenny Smith to be critical of it, saying she should have shot from the regular line, Kenny, she scored as many points as the high scorer in the three-point shootout. Damian Lillard had 26 in the final round. She scored 26. And she lost to 29, which she missed both of the starry balls. Make one of those, it's tied. So I thought Kenny Smith was way off in his commentary. She was fantastic. Why should she have shot from the women's line? She held right up against everybody. The only person that night who beat her was the guy she was facing, Steph Curry. If she would have went against any other competitor that night, she beat them or tied them. Come on, Kenny, you're off base. And then you had the bad, which was the dunk contest. The dunk contest should not be closing the night anymore because it's very hit or miss. When you get Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine, that's great to end the night on. But then sometimes you get what we saw the other night, and it's a dud. And I'm, I'm never a big fan of the dunk contest. But I watched it because, look, Jaime Hawkes Jr. is in it. And I just came off doing uh, uh, NBA primetime on ESPN Radio or preview and everything. So like, what else am I doing tonight? I may as well watch the whole event. I never watched the dunk contest. And I was livid while watching this. I couldn't... I don't believe in conspiracy theories. And I'm sitting there telling you, the fix is in for Jalen Brown. It's one thing you don't want... Like, you know what it was like? Jaime Hawkes Jr. dunked over Shaq. Jalen Brown jumped over some YouTuber sitting down. And that gets a higher score? If there's... You know what it was like? It was like in an actual game when the star player gets the calls that the rookie doesn't get. That's what you got in the dunk contest. The star player... Jalen Brown was getting scores that the rookie, Jaime Hawkins Jr., was not going to get. These judges were the drizzling shits. And just because it says Boston on his jersey, they kept giving him high scores. Jalen Brown's dunks were nothing. They were, they were a nothing every time. And they kept giving him the top scores. Matt McClung had great dunks. He obviously deserved to win it. But if McClung didn't win it at the end, that contest was rigged. Matter, and I don't believe in conspiracy theories. And matter of fact, I will tell you, at least the first couple rounds, that contest in Jalen Brown's favor was so rigged. I almost got up off the Zaslow Mansion family room couch in my underwear holding a Johnny Cuba in my hand. I almost, I almost shut it off and walked away. I was so mad. Maybe I was a couple beers deep. I was so mad with this dunk contest. And, like, who the hell cares? I mean, my God. Jalen Brown. Just because he's Jalen Brown, highest paid player in the NBA, which is also bullshit. Just because he's got Boston on the front of his jersey was the only reason he had advanced that far. That was a disgrace, that dunk contest. My goodness, Jalen Brown. He jumped over a guy sitting down. Who the hell cares? Man. So, oh, and by the way, let me also say about Curry and Ionescu. 
it seemed like George Sedano on the floor there was essentially, like, he essentially confirmed, we're going to do this again, we're going to run it back next year in the Bay Area. If they want to do that, fine. But this should be a yearly thing where you saw Steph Curry, he's got a belt. He defended the belt. Every year, somebody should challenge Steph Curry to go one-on-one for it. Now, it can't be you're doing that instead of being in the three-point shootout. Because, like, the NBA players, you got to be in the three-point shootout. We all know Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time, and he's the, three, he, he's the champion. He's got, he's got that belt. But if you want, like, next year, Caitlin Clark. She should challenge Steph Curry. Or it could be NBA alumni. What if Reggie Miller says, hey, my turn. And Reggie Miller takes off the headset and he challenges Steph Curry. What if one year Ray Allen says, hey, young buck, I still got it. I'm challenging you for that belt. You got it. Like, get either former players or it could be WNBA players. Not NBA players. They got to be in the actual three-point shootout. But Steph Curry's the greatest. Can somebody take it off of him? And then you're able to hype it up because it's something unique. It's either against a WNBA player or it's against a former all-time great three-point shooter like the two guys that I just mentioned. That's how I would do that. That sounds like a lot of fun, right? So obviously, the worst part of the weekend, even if you didn't like the dunk contest, it doesn't compare to how aggravating Sunday night was. I didn't watch any of the first half because my son had soccer. We were using the Western Cup. But I'm checking the score. And late in the first half, the Eastern Conference has 92 points. So then obviously the story of the game became, can they get to, a hun- can they get to 200? Eventually, and, and I mean, the, the, game, the game was obviously a disgrace. I think you were hoping that maybe because they change it to East versus West, West, which was stupid to even have this hope, but it's like, all right, for one year, they're going to try and then they're going to go back to the bullshit next year. We couldn't even get that. You couldn't even get the fake trying one year and then going back to the bullshit. And running up and down that floor, there was never a moment where you had 10 guys on the screen. You always had several players not running back, Cherry picking the other end. You never had five on five. There was never all 10 players on the floor. Do you know how much money these people pay to go to the All-Star game? And I'm not talking about even the first few rows. That's all celebrities. That's sponsors, businessmen. But the rest of the building, certainly the upper deck, that's fans. That's people in Indianapolis who want to see the All-Star game and who are paying an incredible amount of money. The way these players behave. Eventually, we're going to get to a place where it is a ritual for NBA players to take the floor. And I'm not just talking about the All-Star game. Where they take the floor, but they spit in the face of fans sitting in the front row. That's what's eventually going to happen. Because that game on Sunday night continues to be the theme of the NBA player. The NBA player who spits in the face of their fan base. And this has been going on for far too long. Is there a day of reckoning coming? I don't know. But while all the other live sports, their ratings are all soaring, that is not the case of the NBA. Now, that doesn't mean the NBA is not doing well. 
But the other sports are experiencing growth in a way that the NBA is not right now. Is that a result of this? I don't know. But but there there is going to one day be a reckoning where the NBA player has taken advantage of the fan for far too long. And I don't even want like I don't want to get riled up over this because it bothers me to and you know I've been on this for a few years now. There are two things that the NBA player does more than anyone else. Complain and not want to play. That's the NBA player right now. Two things. Complain and not play. And I don't want to get riled up over this because it bothers me to even allow today's NBA player to make me upset. They don't care about you. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about you. So... I'd prefer not to allow them to make me upset when they don't care. If they don't care about something, why should I allow it to make me care? Why should I allow it to make me upset? And this wouldn't be such a thing. Like, the All-Star Game, everybody gets crazy about it. It's embarrassing. They don't try to disgrace. They should be ashamed. It wouldn't be such a big thing if not for the fact that the overriding theme in the NBA the last few years is guys not wanting to play. If guys give effort all throughout the season, if guys play hard all throughout the season, if guys pretend that the NBA regular season cares, and then you know what? We get to the All-Star game and the effort is not quite there. Okay, it's not great, but all right. It wouldn't be such a big thing if the main theme in the NBA the last few years is guys not playing and guys not caring. And that's why we are where we are. Guys don't try in the regular season. So of course we're going to get bullshit in the All-Star game. The NBA player is the most unlikable athlete in pro sports these days. Yes. Constant complaining, never wanting to play, combative with the media, throws fans out of games, is insanely sensitive, and on and on and on. Today's NBA player is the most unlikable athlete in professional sports. Bar none. You can't play this game again. Like, I, I, this is done. I don't think you could do this anymore. Every year we're going through this bullshit. You can't play this game again. I think it's over. I think you have two options. The first option is end it. Don't do it anymore. You know, like the Pro Bowl. Except I'm not even talking about them doing, you know, their version of flag football. End it. That's one option. Option number two, and I do think this would work, make it a three-on-three tournament. You can't hide and not try and lag in the backcourt if you're playing three-on-three. Three. Make it a three-on-three three tournament. Teams can either be chosen randomly, random drawing, three guys, three guys, three guys, and it's a tournament. You know, the NHL does something similar. The NHL All-Star game was rough because you're not going to get the hitting and all that stuff. The NHL All-Star game was rough, and they changed it where they're like these mini-games, and there's a semifinal, and then there's a, fi- a final, and then you have the winner. The NBA should go to that, go to something like that. That's what the NBA should be doing. Where 
you could either randomly make it three on three, or the starters, the starters voted five starters east, five starters west, and each of them chooses, they, they do like a little bit of a draft almost, and they choose their teammates. If you got five starters for each side, each starter picks two teammates, that's 15 players a side. That's perfect. I think right now they had 14 players a side. You do 15 players a side just like that. And now they don't pick the All-Stars. The All-Stars get named the same way they were just named. And then the starters pick their two teammates each. And you do a three-on-three tournament. If you do a three-on-three tournament, the spotlight's on you the whole time. You're playing half court. You can't just stand there and do nothing. And then there's a pride factor where, okay, my team, the three of us, we won the tournament. So this All-Star game, it's over. You can't do it like this anymore. It's either done or you make it a three game of three-on-three. You make it a tournament. That's how you solve it. There you go. That's how you do it. But today's NBA player is the most unlikable athlete in all of pro sports. It is an overriding theme every year now. It wouldn't be such a big deal that they don't care and they don't try during the All-Star game. It wouldn't be such a big deal if the biggest theme in this league every year is not that guys don't want to play. They're always resting. Always resting. So, today's Tuesday. You could obviously guess what the focus of this week's edition is of Twitter Jam. Alright, so let's get after it. This week's edition of Twitter Jam is commentary reaction to the All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, that whole kind of deal. Let's start out here. This tweet is from Awful announcing. We like awful announcing. They, they take clippings, uh, sports media news and analysis. And here, Stephen A. Smith says the NBA needs to do away with the All-Star game. Quote, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. It's a flagrant lack of effort, and it's embarrassing. Here's the clip they attached. And I'm talking about the All-Star game. Let me start with the All-Star game. Ladies and gentlemen, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. Nearly 400 points were scored. No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is the ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on NBA All-Star Weekend. You play harder in the summer league when you're training. That's all anybody's asking. We all know that when you're playing in the summertime and stuff like that, ain't nobody trying to get hurt. But you still give one another effort because you're working on your game. You can give the fans at least that. Nobody's asking you to compete like you're going up against the playoffs or even a regular season game. But when you are working out in summertime, Shannon, you know this, okay? You see guys giving effort in the summertime. That's all I'm saying. To that degree, that is not hard. The fact that you will go out there and flagrantly show such a lack of effort on the defensive side of the ball in any capacity is is just a travesty. Yeah, I mean, I I just told you what my solution would be. This game is over. It can't happen again. Either get rid of it or you go to a three-on-three tournament, like I said. All right, this next tweet here is from Ron Harper, former NBA player. Ron Harper, he was on those Bulls teams, three-time champion, 96, 97, 98. Ron Harper tweets out, all these TV shows say give them more money to play harder and an incentive for the NBA All-Star game. Why? What happened to playing for the love of the game and it's your job? Crazy. He's right. That's probably the tone from most former players. These guys get paid so much more money than they did. And it's always wanting more money for less play 
and less effort. It's a disgrace. Clutch Points tweets out. Clutch Points, you know, they're like uh, an NBA news media aggregate. This is uh, uh, from Kendrick Perkins, quote, It was embarrassing and it was disrespectful to the game of basketball to be an all-star. It's an honor. And here's the clip that they attached. And at the end of the day, players won't say it publicly, but in order to move the needle, in order to get an all-star game where they're actually competing, you know what's going to have to happen. The NBA is going to have to increase the incentives, meaning put a bankroll in front of their faces to make them go out there and and play. Hey, you know what? If this team wins, each player gets an additional $500,000. We saw the results, and we saw what happened with the in-season tournament. Guys were scrapping like crazy, taking charges. We saw a playoff version of LeBron James. But again, man, you you go back and you watch you watch Jordan, you watch uh, Shaq, you watch Kobe, you watch all these guys that was in the all, even Russell Westbrook. Like it was a badge of honor to represent and be a, rep, a guy that represented the All Star game. And if I was Adam Silver, I would have been pissed as hell like he was last night because it was an embarrassment all across the board. Yeah. So he, here's where I I, I don't agree with Kendrick Perkins here, that they need to make, that that if they gave them incentives like the in-season tournament, that the guys would try harder. Part of the incentives with the in-season tournament, part of the excitement with the money from the in-season tournament was because you have guys sitting on the end of the bench who a $500,000 bonus, that's their salary. That's, so the guys on the floor, the, guy, the guys on the end of the bench, they're super excited about essentially having their salary doubled if they win the in-season tournament. And the guys on the floor are playing hard also for those teammates to get that money bump. All the guys in the All-Star game are making so much money. I would not absolutely not bump the, the pay to what they make for the in-season tournament. That's bullshit. Part of the lore was the guys on the end of the bench are going to get a massive payday. Who cares about giving these guys who are making 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year more money for the All-Star game? Get real. All right, Ben Steiner, he covers the NBA for let's see, for SI.com Fan Nation. He says, NBA All-Star game, easiest fix in the world. The conference winner gets home court advantage in the NBA Finals. Easy. Good night. I disagree. I would absolutely not do that. I would not want that. Matter of fact, if if my team, the Heat, if they suck one year. And, and, and we, but we have an all-star in the game, let's say. If my team sucks one year and the game's on the line and the Boston Celtics, like this year, they're the number one seed. They obviously want to get home court advantage. They're trying super hard to get home court advantage in the all-star game. I, I would throw the game. I don't want my rival. I don't want the Celtics to win. I'll throw the game. Why do I want them to have home court advantage? Why do I want to help my rival get home court advantage? Like, who are you fooling that the worst team... Or a player on a team that's not even gonna make the playoffs, it, it, you know, is gonna care that the team at the top gets home court advantage. I, I I don't buy that at all. I'm not in on that. This next tweet is from Gilbert Arenas, former NBA player. He hosts uh, Gil's Arena. It's kind of a wa- they say wacky stuff on that show. And here's Gilbert Arenas. The quote said, the tweet says, "Fuck that skills challenge. Do a one on one or two on two matchup. That shit is gravy." And here's the clip of Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas telling how to fix. NBA All-Star Weekend. 
Do a one-on-one or a two-on-two matchup. That shit is gravy. Yeah, what's the other shit they got with the three players in it? You got the... The the, oh, the veteran, yeah. yeah. The, the, you got the vet, the guy that's playing out, and the WNBA player in there. What's that <laughs> shit like? What's that? that is, now we got one old dude can't fit his uniform no more. <laughs> like nobody wants that man. Listen, hey, yo. one v yo, one, no, two no, v no, two, yeah. And <laughs> let that talent speak. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I'm but king of the court, like you have king of the hill one on one. That right there. Let's say one on one, it's a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. If you made NBA players pay to get in there, <laughs> you will have a long list. Because this dude that's on the bench, Cam Thomas, is pit. If you pay 50000 Cam Thomas putting this 50000 oh, Absolutely. Cam putting this 50000 Can you imagine it would be like the World Series of Poker where like you buy in, you know, it's $10,000, I think. You buy into the tournament and then you see if it quick. Can you imagine? That'd be fun. Uh, finally here, this tweet is from First Things First. That's with uh, Nick Wright, who I think is very good. We've changed the discussion in the NBA. None of it matters except for who wins and how you play at the end, and guys have responded. Just steal from baseball. The winner gets home court in the finals. Here's the clip. I don't want to talk about that part. Here's the clip from Nick Wright on how to fix the NBA All-Star game. One of the reasons people cared was money. You told me that All-Star winners get 100 grand, losers get 25 grand. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound ridiculous, and we would need some security apparatus. That 125000 should be in cash along the baseline, <laughs> and the winners and the winners get it. This the losers have to hand the yeah. bag of their money and the winners' money to them after the game. And for at least a short period of time, if guys while they're playing are looking at a bag of uh, uh, 125000 I do believe if you just have piles of cash next to the court for all the players to see, it's like when the one year when they were doing it, uh, whichever side, you know, Team LeBron, Team Giannis, and they were playing for a charity, and all the kids who the charity money was going to were all sitting courtside, so they were all trying. Like, like you, ha- you have to play. The kids are right there. If you had the money, if you had just, like, piles of money there, I think he's right. I think they would try hard. Even if you kept it the same incentive, $100,000 to the winner, $25,000 a piece to the loser, if the money... If the stacks of cash were right there, I do think they would play hard. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. Tell you what, I was able to get to sleep on Sunday, Saturday night, though. Even though I was angry at the slam dunk contest, it sucked. Even though Sunday night it was embarrassing watching that all-star game, I still slept great. You know why? Because I sleep on sheets and giggles. I mean, obviously. I have the softest, coolest, most breathable bed sheets around, sheetsgiggles.com. It's going to be the last place you ever go to do your shopping for your bed sheets. You're going to stock up for your room, your kids, everyone you got in your house. I don't know what your situation is, but what I do know is if you go to sheetsgiggles.com, you're going to get the best sleep of your life, and that's because my man, the, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, my man Colin, he's keeping the environment safe and he's making sure we get the best sleep of our life. These sheets are made from the wood of eucalyptus trees. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. If you need a new mattress, you're going to get the best deals on a eucalyptus mattress at SheetsGiggles.com. And how about this? What if you just put in promo code ZASLO and you'll get 20% off at checkout? Would that be something you'd be interested in? If it's your first time going to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO, 20% off checkout, your first order. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZASLO, SheetsGiggles.com.
Guys, you know the official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0 is the only car dealership I'm sending you to. And of course, I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're walking in, you're getting a you're getting the type of experience everybody should get when they're looking for a brand new ride. Getting a new car should be exciting. It shouldn't be something that uh, stresses you out. It shouldn't cause anxiety. And that's why I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru because you're taking advantage of all these amazing deals. It's a lot of love at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru this month of February. Incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. And it's real easy to find. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, it's that brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could take advantage of zero down payment, zero payments for three months, zero security deposit. You could lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $209 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All right. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's start things off here. So, I noticed this also when I was waiting for the NBA All-Star game to start. I wasn't home, okay, because we had soccer going on. My son, he was in soccer tournament the whole weekend. So, I wasn't home. But at around like 8.20 and then 8.30 and then 8.35, I'm checking my phone to see the All-Star game. It hasn't even started. Here's JJ Redick from his podcast, the old man in the three. Why can't we start anything on time in the NBA? Why can't we? I'm going to sound like an old person here. If it says eight o'clock, I don't want it. I don't want it to tip off at eight forty-two. I've already told my kids they can watch the first quarter. It's a Sunday night. Guess what? They've stayed up late like four straight nights because nothing starts on time in the NBA, and it's driving me crazy. And I work for a broadcast partner. Can we please just start things on time in the NBA? It's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. Yeah, this is a big deal because I've been telling you this for years, and it's very NBA. The NBA, it said the All-Star game was starting at 8 o'clock. It didn't start till 8.45. That's the rope-a-dope the NBA's been pulling on you. Well, I'll tell you, game starts at this time, but it's really the coverage begins. That's bullshit. Like, have a little bit of respect for people's time. Tell us when the game is starting. I'm going big deal. J.J. Redick is spot on there. Big deal or not a big deal. Here's LeBron James, all right? He was with the Inside the NBA crew, All-Star Weekend. And get a load of this, that LeBron, here he is on that trade report. Amazing. I'm happy to be a teammate of yours. You know a story that got everybody's attention last week between the uh, Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, Golden State trying to acquire LeBron James. And how far did this go? And how and how much did you entertain that thought? Um, it didn't go far at all. You know, I, I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously... You know, Charles been in the league, Kenny been in the league, Shaq been in the league, and there's, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until, I guess, if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you, but it, it never even got to me. So, you know, I heard it when the reports dropped as well. I mean, can the bullshit meter be any higher on LeBron James? I'm telling you, everything that comes out of his mouth these days, 
I think is a lie. I don't believe a thing that he says. You're telling me that the Warriors get the go-ahead from Genie Bus to call Rich Paul and gauge LeBron's interest in a trade, and his agent, Rich Paul, doesn't even go back and talk to LeBron? LeBron's not aware of everything involving his career? He is a liar. This is a big deal. Everything that comes out of his mouth these days is a lie. Big deal or not a big deal. So here's Mike Tannenbaum this morning, ESPN NFL front office insider. He's on Get Up. And this trade suggestion, he's got dudes walking off the set. Yeah, I think he would actually be a great fit with the New York, and here's why. Oh, my gosh. Why do you want to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. <laughs> I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. So if you're if you're Russell Wilson and you don't yes, get I know uh, early, Mike. Hey Bart, if you but if where, where else is he gonna go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all time and then be a free agent again? It's when when, when I was guys, where is he gonna go? He's 36 years old. No one's gonna hand him a starting job. He's gonna have to be a backup somewhere. The the Fulham Park would be like the real husbands of Hollywood. If you have Aaron Rodgers Man, and Russell, you Wilson. would have to put them back on hard knocks. <laughs> you have, you have to. Do right. it again. You would have to. Where, 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 My goodies. Where, where, <laughs> where, you want to take this one? Yo, where? Where, where, where is he? Where is he? Gonna I'm going. Not a big deal. I don't buy it. Uh, you know, look. We know how these shows go. You got to come up with some wacky ideas, then we talk about it throughout the day. Let's be honest here. So I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, oh, WWE SmackDown this past Friday night. The Rock, Roman Reigns, they were on the show. The Rock officially joined the bloodline. And we've got heel Hollywood Rock back in action. You broke the all-time record for the largest gathering of trailer park trash the Rock has ever seen. Now, if you didn't like that, you're gonna love this. Finally. Oh, you want to boo that, huh? Are you sure you want to boo The Rock? Finally! Your life has meaning. Finally, you and your 50 wives will have a story to tell. And you know what I'm talking about. You'll have a story to tell your 600 inbred grandchildren one day. And that is what it's like to look at greatness in the flesh because finally, The Rock has come back to Salt Lake City! Yeah, I'm going big deal. I mean, we're getting The Rock uh, calling the crowd trailer, tra- trailer park trash again. This is a version of The Rock we have not seen in 25 years, almost 25 years. I am here for it. That's a big deal. We had WWE Elimination Chamber this weekend. Already told you, new episode of It's Still Real to Me was live streamed on Sunday night. If you haven't watched it yet, go back and watch or listen. It's Still Real to Me every Sunday night. Sometimes we drop bonus episodes as well. But that right there, 
heel rock, Hollywood rock, bloodline rock. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. Great job today. Had to be back. Don't forget tonight, I'm doing Amber and Ian filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons with my homegirl Amber Wilson tonight, ESPN Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. We'll get you caught up. Everything going on with the NFL. Lots of reactions still to NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll have a lot of fun. Sirius XM Channel 80. Locally, ESPN West Palm, 106.3 FM. Or on the ESPN app. Tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio with my girl Amber Wilson. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for helping put together a great show today. I mean, all your work behind the scenes. Can't do it without all your help. Thanks, everybody, for listening, of course. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.